Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, the Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We're here to help you date with confidence while honoring the Lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in Christ. We're going to give you the tools that you need to date successfully and be set up well for success in a godly marriage. If you've ever felt like you didn't really belong with any of the extremes in dating today, well, you're not alone. Neither did we. And that's why we're here looking for the middle. Hello, friends. Welcome to another week, another episode of Looking for the Middle. We're so glad you've joined us. We have got a, uh, I was going to say a doozy, but I don't feel like it's a doozy. I feel like it's a, it's one of those things that sounds like it's going to be awful, but it's going to be encouraging. Yeah, I think so. I think we've all been in this place of, you're kind of like, oh, wait, life has not gone how I planned it. And it could be on a big scale or a small scale. You know, it's not just... I mean, obviously we talk about dating and marriage and relationships. And so that's where all of our minds like immediately go when we talk about this. And that's probably going to be a good bit of what we talk about, but that's not the only thing this applies to. And I think some of the principles and some of the things we're going to talk about will apply on a broader scale too. I a hundred percent agree. So it's going to be fun. Yes, it will be. Before we jump into all of that for today though, let's go over a couple of things here at the top if you don't follow us on social media, you should totally go do that. We are over on Instagram more now. We're back to storying and posting and that sort of thing. So go follow us there. It's LFTM underscore podcast. You can follow us on Facebook too, looking for the middle podcast. But I think for the most part, we just <laughs> push everything from Instagram to Facebook. So if you're only going to do one, Instagram is the place to be. So go do that. If you haven't already, go sign up for our weekly newsletter that comes out. It comes out on Thursdays, day after the episode, and we put links. If there's something we uh, reference in the episode, we'll put it in there too. Just some ongoing encouragement for your week, whether it be books, podcasts we've listened to, just all sorts of things like that. So go, you can go to our website, lookingforthemiddle.com. There's a button there to sign up, or you can sh- sign up straight from the, the link in our bio on Instagram. So we'll get those housekeeping things out of the way. And move on. Kristen, what is our question of the day? Our question of the day is, what is your favorite candle scent? Before you answer, you're not allowed to say mahogany teakwood because we've talked about that before and everybody knows. So your second favorite... It can okay, just be like I a generic... Okay, like it doesn't have to say, be... Like, you don't have to name it from Bath and Body Works. But specific. like... Um, okay, this is going to sound dumb. But when it comes to scents, I like blue ones. Okay. (laughs) And the reason what I mean by that is when it comes to like marketing and branding of stuff, they brand certain like types of scents different ways. And so I have found ones that are blue and green and then just neutral colors are the ones that I like. They're fresh. A lot of the like, you know, fresh linen is in there. The beachy smells, you you know, the bright. I like and they, so a lot of times they'll have a hint of like citrus, but a lot of citrus smells are like pink and orange and all of that sort of thing. Um, and then you get into like really sweet yeah. smells with like pink and stuff. Yes. So, and I don't like that. Like that just makes me feel sick to my stomach. So I yeah. like the fresher, more natural, you know, nature type smells. So that's what I gravitate towards when it comes to candles too. Gotcha. So yeah, blue ones and green blue ones. ones. <laughs> blue ones. Blue smells. <laughs> blue smells. <laughs> I'll, I'll never think of that the same way I'm going to be in Target. You'll notice. And I'm going to see the blue. I was like, oh, Bethany would like that yep. one. Well, now I know if I ever buy you a candle yep. to blue, go to where the blue, green. greens, and neutrals. Yep. Okay. That'll do it. Good to know. Um, mine is anything that smells like a 
Christmas tree. So which would be green, which see? would be green. <laughs> um, there's one I just finished it um, that I got at Target. It's like Birchwood something. Ooh, okay. It was like Christmassy, but not too Christmassy. If that makes like you could burn yeah. it right now and it doesn't feel out of season. Yeah. But any of those like earthy okay. tree, like <laughs> fresh kind of. Yeah. But they're cozy. Yes. That's that's what I like. So those are good. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, right now it's like kind of cool. It's cooler here. Yep. It's rainy. I've had a cold, which I don't know if y'all can tell. Matt, you will by the end of this, I'm sure. I'm a little sniffly. Uh, and so it's just like curl up, don't go anywhere, read a book kind of weather. Yes. So it's good candle burning. Good weather. candle weather. Good question. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, guys. So let's just dive in here. We are talking about today when your life doesn't go or hasn't gone according to plan. And we're going to kind of, this, this episode is going to be in conjunction with next week's episode too. So this week we're talking about when life doesn't go according to plan, why that might be, what it could mean, what it doesn't mean, what it feels like, what the truth is. Those are things we're going to go through today. And then next week we are going to talk about what are you waiting for? And the, what's the point of waiting? And so next week is going to be more of like, okay, life hasn't gone co- according to plan. I am waiting for a marriage and a relationship. And what is the point of that? What am I waiting for? Why do I keep waiting? What do I do while I'm waiting? That's going to be next week. So this week we're going to talk about, I feel like this week is almost more like a mental thing like okay life hasn't gone according to plan what does it mean how should I think about it what should I do and then next week we're going to get into okay you're in this season of waiting and you probably didn't plan for it so what do you do while you're waiting yeah is that a fair I think assessment so. you I think, think that's okay great. yes so a few things to get started with here just kind of general encouragement and I thought of all of these by myself the encouraging part, which I don't normally do. I'm not normally this person. <laughs> I'm not normally encouraging. I'm not. <laughs> At least not on purpose. Maybe I accidentally oh, am sometimes. Gosh. No. No, she did, y'all. She thought of all of these, all of these. I'm so proud. <laughs> so just a few quick little things that kind of just didn't really fit anywhere else. But it's like, hey, we want to talk about these for a second. So if you're faced in a situation where you're like, wow, my life has not gone according to whatever plan I had. Just remember, your plan may have looked different, but God's never did. This is not the plan of your life has gone off the rails. Your plan of your life has not gone how you planned it. But that doesn't mean that it is the plan for your life has been messed up. So just remember that. Um, And then one thing as we kind of go through this whole episode of like, okay, your life hasn't gone according to plan. Now what do I do? One thing I would just encourage you, encourage us with is don't spend all of your time trying to quote unquote, get back on track. If your life hasn't gone according to the plan that you had, that means that that wasn't the plan for your life. And if you spend all of your time trying to get back on track with a plan that wasn't what the plan for your life was, it's going to be exhausting one, but two, like you're going to miss out to an extent on the current season you're in, like embrace that current trajectory, serve the Lord the best you can in that moment, knowing that this is his plan for your life. And then the last thing is don't miss a present as in past, present, future. Like don't miss a present that you didn't plan for just because you wish it was different. Mm. Like don't look back on this time and realize you totally missed it because you were trying to make it be something it's not. Yeah. 
So, well, I think that's something that we've talked about a lot on here because that there are two ways that you could approach being single. And that statement right there, I think applies to that tremendously because I know Stephanie Mae Wilson talks about all the time, like you don't want to look back on your single years and feel like you were just waiting around. You wasted them. You didn't enjoy it. You didn't, um, do things you wanted to do yeah. and enjoy and you know engage in things you wanted to engage in and all of that and so I think that yes there's a time for you to maybe mourn your plan a little bit sure but you can't sit there and you can't stay there because if you do you are gonna look back and be like wow I wasted so much time hoping for something that wasn't supposed to happen at that time in my life yeah when I could have been really embracing what else God had for me yeah. in that moment one thing I do want to just point out really quick talking about do the things you can while you're single and travel and you know make memories with your friends and go to movies and go to shows and go to like do all those things but one thing to point out is there is a difference just in case you're kind of feeling a little tension there there's a difference in delaying marriage in order to do whatever you want to do do well you know travel and live your life don't get tied down with marriage there's a difference in that and saying, I'm not married. This is the season I am in. I'm going to live it to the fullest. Mm, that's good. There's a difference there. And it's okay. Just because if you just because you're enjoying your season and you're living it to the fullest doesn't mean you are delaying marriage or you would have been married if you hadn't been doing those things. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That's so, good. Just that's, a little distinction there. That's another thing that Stephanie talks about because she did the world race. Yeah. And she talks about how when she was thinking about doing it, her initial reaction was that she didn't want to go because she's like, if I go, that's a whole year that I'm not going to meet. Like I could meet my husband instead of going on this trip. And she went. And when she got back, she got offered a job working for the people who put on the world race. And that's how she met her husband. So (laughs) she had never gone. But we think like, oh, if I'm going to go do all this stuff, then I'm preventing myself. And um, I've been seeing a lot of things on Instagram recently that are like, Y'all know I love a good Instagram (laughs) quote, but it's like what God has ordained as yours is going to be yours in the timing that it's supposed to be yours. And you are not powerful enough to screw it up. So, you know, you think like, oh, if I go here, if I do this or whatever, like God is still sovereign and God is still in control and you're not going to mess up his plan. Yeah. You know, so... I think that I'm glad you pointed that out because there is, I think this fear of, Oh, if I don't sit around and wait yeah. and be available 24 seven, if I'm like going to go do all this stuff, then I'm never going to meet somebody. Yeah. And it may just be that that's how you meet somebody. Yeah. You never know. So when we wrote, I can't remember how we came up with the title of this episode, but I laughed when we did because <laughs> this is a topic I have ended up talking about a lot in yeah. my life, whether it's through my writing, through conversations I've had with other people on the podcast, because um, I made a list when I was 16. Y'all, I still have it. Okay. It's on this little piece of like journal notebook paper. I titled it my life's to-do list. Okay. And so when I was 16, I literally planned out the next 13 years of my life, everything that was going to happen, everything I needed to do so that I would have the picture perfect life according to Kristen okay so I'm gonna read this to (laughs) y'all and then I'm going to let you know how this panned out okay as you're 28 now as I am 28 yes and this goes through age 29 okay when you're done though remind me lists to do things remind me to 
Say circle something. back. Okay, yes. yes. Okay. Number one on the list. Graduate high school as valedictorian. Number two, go off to college. And by that, I mean, don't live at home. Like go live on campus somewhere. <laughs> Number three, get my degree in high school Spanish education. Okay. Okay. And become a high school Spanish teacher. Sounds great so far. I know, right? I thought so. And y'all, so the Spanish teacher thing had been a dream since like sixth grade. So this has been. I didn't know it had been that long. I wanted to be a teacher since I was little because my mom was a teacher. But then when I started uh, middle school, I started taking Spanish. And my Spanish teacher in sixth grade was American. And so she was bilingual. And I thought it was the most impressive thing ever. I'm like, I want to be like her. So Spanish teacher it is. Number four. Here's where it gets funny. Meet my husband during college. Okay. He must be at least six feet tall and be an ex-football or baseball player. Okay, so I have a question. Yes. Pause here. I have a little um, behind-the-scenes insight because I'm looking at the picture of this list. And the list actually says be an ex-football slash scribble, 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 something's marked out, baseball player. So what is the... It said what, ba- what used to be there? It said basketball okay but i had a really bad track record <laughs> at the time so, so we changed, changed to baseball, baseball. <laughs> maybe i'll have better luck with these athletes you that's never know. hilarious yes. okay um which newsflash every <laughs> single guy i've dated except for i think one has been a basketball player that's hilarious um so clearly i have a type uh all right number five get engaged during junior year of college okay number six get married right after graduation Number seven, get a job near my hometown as a Spanish teacher at the same school where my husband also teaches and coaches. Okay. (laughs) Number eight, move into a big white house on a lot of land. Okay. Uh, More specifically, I wanted uh, black shutters and a red front door also. So Um, you were like ahead of the farmhouse trend. I was. I have always wanted to live in a white house. And my parents, when they moved out of their old house and their house right now is white, I got so angry. I'm like, I have begged you to let me live in a white house my entire life. And I never have. And you move into one. It's fine. Neither here nor there. Okay. Number nine. We got two more. Have my first kid at the age of 27 and become a stay at home mom. Okay. So you were going to teach for those five Four years five years yep. out. okay got it and then have my first kid and then have my second kid at age 29 that would be the end of the children you have on here and stop having stop kids. Having i like kids. that you put that on there in case you like forgot yeah you could like refer back to your list one kid two okay yeah okay we're, we're done, done. <laughs> tie me up while you're in there we're good okay y'all so wow i just i if i could go back and talk to my 16 year old self um so the, let's just grade this like a test okay great what, what, what would your percentage be if this was a test um, right now a five out of a hundred okay because i got well not even five maybe like two and a half because i went away to college for one year <laughs> and then transferred to move home and oh, lived at home for the rest funny. of college literally nothing else on this list happened <laughs> I could still, because the move into a big white house doesn't technically have a time stamp on it. That's true, but it comes before age 27 and 29. Yes. (laughs) So if you wanted to get a little lenient, that's really the only thing that could still happen. Well, really, it's one out of nine instead of one out of 10. It's really all that changes. That's true. That is true. (laughs) You don't get points for the house. No, no. So um, yeah, I failed miserably. Um, and what's really funny is this plan really derailed my freshman year of college. So only three <laughs> years after making the list or two and a half, yeah, 
it was completely out the window because I changed my major. I decided not to be a Spanish teacher anymore. I did not, other than my freshman year, I did not date during college. <laughs> like anybody super serious. Like I went on dates here, but didn't have a serious yeah. boyfriend through college. Obviously, I am now 28 without uh, my first kid. <laughs> and the big white house. And the big white house. Uh, I don't live in my hometown to teach Spanish. Like my... <laughs> I don't have a That's husband. so funny. Um, so it's just, I mean, it's hilarious, but also kind of not. Um, <laughs> no, I can laugh at it now. But I will say, as funny as that is, I think most of us can agree that in some aspect of our life, yes. maybe dating since you're listening to this episode, but in some aspect of your life, you experience what I experienced with this list of like, wow, I did not see this happening Uh i had very different plans in my mind and look where i'm at now yeah can i give a let's see an alternative type of list yes or or maybe maybe you made a list like this when you were in your teens and now you're not anymore and you're looking back and saying wow i have failed miserably at this i need a new list Mm. so i did this i don't still have it but I made a list, I think when I turned 28 or 29, and it was uh, 30 things I wanted to do before I turned 30. Ooh, love and it that. was stuff like go on a trip by myself. I wanted to try this many new recipes and read this many books and like whatever. So maybe as an alternative, if you found you find yourself in a place where you're like, wow, my life has not gone the way I planned it. And you're in this season of waiting and not being sure and not knowing what you're doing and not knowing what's going to happen. Make a list of things you've wanted to try, things you've wanted to do. And it, like I said, small things. We're talking about reading books. Like yeah. not a big thing, but 30 things you want to do before you turn 30 or 35 before you turn 35 or 40 before you turn. I mean, it could be 20 before you turn 40. Yeah. There's not rules to this, but yeah. that would be a fun kind of list yes. that you could make. So just throwing that out there. I love that. I love that so much. Okay. So now. Let's talk for a minute about if you find yourself in a place where your life hasn't gone according to plan and you're wondering what it could mean. Like, why is this? We've got a few things here. It's not an exhaustive list, but I think it, they're broad enough. I think it covers a lot of things. So a few things. One, God's path for you or for us is different than what we had planned, which if your life has not gone according to how you planned it, I can guarantee you that is true by just by the fact that it is different. It's not what God had planned. So that one covers everything really. But then two, maybe you went down a path that you shouldn't have. And now you're dealing with consequences of trying to come back and figure it out. And there, it looks different, but you're stuck in that place of like, okay, I know I did things I shouldn't have. I know I went a direction I shouldn't have. And now you're dealing, you know, there are consequences to sin or there are consequences to your actions. And maybe that's what you're dealing with. And the third one is, this isn't necessarily a reason that your life is looking different, but it could be if you're really distressed about it or it's really a struggle for you, maybe something to consider would be, has marriage become an idol in your life or that relationship or the job you want or the college you want to get into? Like I said, this applies to so many things. Has that thing become an idol in your life to where you're holding it with such a tight grasp that when God is putting a different path before you and you're walking in that, you're kind of stuck because you're holding so tightly to that thing that you really wanted it to be instead. Yeah. I remember, I think it was you that said this years ago 
years we've only been in this for three years but a while back <laughs> <It works. laughs> where you said something along the lines of like if losing something you want would be absolutely devastating to you then it's become an idol yeah and losing your plans or your dreams or your ideals of what you thought your life was going to be if that's that devastating then yeah, yeah maybe maybe the plans themselves yeah, yeah exactly and so you know when we find ourselves in these situations we we're thinking you know we're asking you know what am i supposed to do like if i do realize that god's plan like it finally clicks god's plan is different yeah. than mine or yeah i've gone down the wrong path i tried to force my own plan and now i'm dealing with the repercussions or maybe i have made marriage an idol what do i do so let's walk through kind of some practical steps you can take yes depending on which of these three things apply to your situation yeah um and then we'll go from there so well and the first one here about when god's path is different if it's if if you're on a path that is different from what you had planned then god's path is different yeah so this one is going to apply no across what. the board so yeah. just keep that in mind yeah that's true so the first thing i would say is if you've come to the place where you realize okay god's plans are different than mine which that'll happen a lot if you're a follower of jesus <laughs> i'm just gonna go ahead and warn you right now for our high school listeners yeah what I would have given for someone to <laughs> tell me this a lot, uh, your life most likely will look different in at least a few ways, if not a lot. Yeah. Um, so just buckle up. Uh, but first thing, don't fight back. And I say this from a place of personal experience, because when I have tried to force things and say like okay god but are you sure like are you like i really don't think and you know he's just being clear over and over through his word through people he's you know brought into my life to you know give me counsel and it's just like he's repeating himself okay i need you to do this i need you to do this. and then i'm like i don't really think you're being you know <laughs> i don't think so not like don't fight back because i think there have been times where in my mind I'm headed in a good direction. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not I'm not even sinning. Like my plan is not filled with sin. It's yeah. a good plan. <laughs> and I try to force it and then when I do it never turns out as good as I thought it was going to be. When I should have just been like, "Oh, well you were leading me in this direction. I'm getting ahead of myself." But <laughs> if you can just learn to have a posture of surrender and submission, you're <laughs> It's still going to be tough to go through change. It's still going to be tough to, you know, adjust your expectations, but it will go a little smoother if you have that posture of like, okay, you know what, Lord, this isn't what I wanted, or this isn't what I had in mind, but I know that you want what's best for me. You know, we, right. we read in scripture about like, even, you know, a child asks his father for, what is that, bread, and he doesn't give him a snake or whatever yeah. it is, like even earthly parents don't do that and so how much more does your heavenly father love you and want what's best for you that he's going to give you his best and so if he's leading you to something the best thing you can do is just follow from a place of submission and not fight back well and what's the there's a quote from spurgeon that says had any other con I'm, I'm gonna get it close but not exactly had any other condition been better for you than the one in which you are divine love would have placed you there mm. so there is a security in knowing okay this isn't what i had planned but this is better yeah it, because it's gonna make me more like jesus mm -hmm. it may not feel better it may not be what you want but you know that it is better from an eternal perspective and i think like you were saying have that open-handed posture and look to him and not be fighting what he's got for you as you do that and that is 
your prayer and that's what you are meditating on and that's as you're reading scripture that's your focus you will find that your desires are shifting because what you want then is to please the lord and to do to serve him wherever you are regardless of what that looks like and that desire has taken the place on top of what you were wanting your life to look like yeah so well and i think it's important to remember too that this is not the only time you're going to go through something like this. So if you can learn now, okay, when, when life looks different than I thought it would, how do I respond? Because particularly for those of you who are waiting to be in a relationship or you're waiting for marriage, who's to say your marriage is going to look anything like you expected it to. I mean, y'all know I'm not married, but (laughs) I've talked to my married friends and they're like, there are definitely (laughs) parts of this I didn't expect, or I didn't think would be the case. Like, even Mel and I were talking the other night. She's like, I didn't think I'd move to Florida, but here we are. are. Uh And so, you know, there may be things that just because you're in this season, like just, and then you get married, like, Oh, well, I don't have to worry about this anymore. Cause even if marriage is part of your plan, the way your marriage turns out, the way that your life looks after you're married may not be the same. And so I think that this is a great learning opportunity for you now to practice surrendering and submitting and opening your hands which is the yeah. second thing you know the a second piece of practical advice i'll give you is you know i use this analogy a lot you know if someone wants to give you something and your hands are closed so tightly around whatever it is you're trying to keep you can't receive anything else but if your hands are open yeah you still may be holding your plans but it gives god the ability to maybe pluck that out and replace it with something (laughs) better like that's just gonna be such a better posture to be in so keep your hands open um and again that's just surrender and then the last thing i would encourage you to do is remember when this has happened before that is one of my uh i think the greatest gifts the lord gives us is to be able to remember his past faithfulness whether that's past faithfulness in your life personally whether that's his past faithfulness that we read about in scripture and the way he's come through for people in scripture whether that's even people in your life you could talk to like i know some of the most encouraging stories i've heard are things my parents have told me about like Mm. god working in their life when they were in their 20s or before i was born or you know even in high school or whatever it was like okay well he took care of them and like look how that he worked this out and so who's to say he's not going to do the same for me yeah and so if you can just remind yourself of okay yeah like this is a tough situation but i also found myself in this situation two years ago and then see how that all worked out when at the time i didn't think it was going to <laughs> yeah. but then god was faithful and he proved that he did want what's best and he didn't know what's best and so if i can you know see that then i can trust him now and yeah. whatever he's leading me to do one quick thing to add to that just talking about surrender and uh realizing that god's plans are good and better and best one thing i guess i don't know i'm trying to think of how to word this like when you're surrendering your desires to the lord and you're surrendering your plans to him because they it, it looks different than what you thought and you're learning to submit that to to the lord one thing i would encourage you to keep in mind is that surrendering that to the lord and wanting to glorify him and walking in that path does not mean that the desire for the thing you had before will go away. So it doesn't mean, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm not married and I want it to be, but I'm going to follow the Lord and surrender to him and walk in that path. And then I won't want to be married anymore. It'll be great because I'm just walking on this way and everything will be good. No, 
most likely the desire for that thing will still be there. It's just a matter of saying, okay, but I want Jesus more. And so if you find yourself in that place and you're like, oh, I'm trying to submit to the Lord and I'm trying to do this, but I still want to be married or I still want a boyfriend or whatever, that doesn't mean God has not been faithful. He's giving you an opportunity to trust him and to want him more than that thing. So just keep that in mind. That's good. Okay. So let's talk for a few minutes here now about you made your plans, you had it all planned out, and you took a different path. You kind of went a different way, and now you're trying to come back to the right path, come back to following the Lord, whether it was you drifted from the Lord, whether it's you made some sinful choices in your relationships, whatever that looks like, you're trying to come back to the Lord, to his way of doing things, and you're dealing with some consequences there. Here's a few things that you can do to help along the way. First, remove and replace. And this is also, you hear talked about in Ephesians where it says put off and put on. So remove whatever it is that needs to be removed from your life or who. It may even be that there's people that you have, are pulling you away from the Lord, that you are spending time with and they're not pushing you towards the Lord. So remove whatever that is. It may not be easy. It may not feel good. But again, what do you want more? Well, and that may even be the guy you're dating. 100% 100% maybe. Two, yep. You know, uh-huh. and that's tough to hear. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you, you know, realize like, oh, this is not at all what I really want. This is not, I'm not happy. I'm not close to the Lord. I'm not filled with joy. I'm, you know, dealing with all such stuff. And a lot of it is coming as a result of this relationship I am in. Yeah. And that may mean you need to break up with him. Yep. So that, just keep that in mind. Yeah. And, and again, yes, like. It's not, it's not a matter of, oh, this is going to be fun and this will be easy and this will be whatever, but what do you want more? Yeah. That's, that's the question you have to answer. Um, so then once you have removed that person, that thing, whatever it is, replace it with what honors God. Replace it with people who are pushing you towards Christ, people who are living godly lives that you want to follow them as they follow Christ. Uh, replace it with things, Bible studies, reading your word, all of reading your word, reading the word, yes. <laughs> all of those things that will mold and align your desires to what the Lord has commanded us to do. Yeah. And in that, I think another thing you can do is you, know, you get accountability and you yeah. ask for accountability when you've replaced what or who needs to be replaced, go to those people who you trust, who are close to you, who are following the Lord and be like, Hey, I know that I was on the wrong path. I really am trying to get back. Like I want my heart to be aligned with God's. I want my plans to be aligned with what he wants for me. So can you help me? Uh And that's what, I mean, we talked about a few weeks ago, don't date in a bubble, but just because you're not dating doesn't mean you should be in a bubble either. Like you need to still be in community and have those people around you who can spur you on and, um, just point you to Jesus on a consistent basis. So ask for accountability. And the last thing I would encourage you in is don't be afraid to go to the Lord in prayer just because you've been on the wrong path for a while. I know for me personally, I can struggle at times where 
even if it's just as simple as like, okay, I've skipped my quiet time the last four days. I'm sure God doesn't really want to hear from me right now. Like that is a lie. Okay. So, and I think the enemy wants nothing more than for you to tell yourself that so that you continue not to go spend time with him and not to go to him in prayer. But you know, we, God never distances himself from us. We are the ones that distance ourselves from him. And so if it doesn't matter how bad you've screwed up, what you've done, what you haven't done, you know, how you haven't listened, how stubborn you've been. I don't care. Like he, if you're a follower of Jesus, like you are his child and he wants you to talk to him and he wants you to come to him and he wants you to ask for his help. That's why he's, I mean, there are a lot of reasons why he's there. That's one (laughs) of the reasons though why he's there is to help you and guide you while you're on this earth. You know, if, if the point was just to save you and then snatch you up into heaven, like as soon as you got saved, you'd be gone, but he left you on this earth for a reason and for a purpose. And so if you're at a place where, you know, you want to align with that purpose and you want to be on the path that he wants you to be on, then talk to him Mm -hmm. about it. And, you know, it might be a little uncomfortable at first. And you, you know, that prayer needs to probably start with some confessing, be like, Lord, I know I've been off the path. I know I haven't been listening to you. I know I haven't been faithful. I know I haven't been obedient and I'm sorry. And I want, I'm asking you to forgive me. And I'm asking you, you know, to align my heart with yours and he will do that he will answer that prayer but don't be afraid to pray that and to talk to him just because it may have been a little bit yes okay so we've talked about a couple of different reasons maybe your life looks different than it does or what it could mean if your life looks different so let's just for you know so we cover all our bases here let's talk (laughs) about what it doesn't mean when your life doesn't look the way you thought it would or it doesn't go according to plan because I feel like the world and our culture and even some people in church culture tell us things that are not true and we just want to clear those things up right now so number one if your life is not going according to plan that does not mean that you have been added to the (laughs) womanhood waiting list okay (laughs) there is a boundless article we're gonna put in the newsletter about this but it's not like you have to check so many boxes or do so many things or graduate to a certain level of womanhood before, you know, you get married or you get, a, you know, all these. if you would just be content in the Lord. Y'all know how I hate when people say that. I think we should all strive to be content in the Absolutely. Lord. I don't think every married person achieved full contentment in the Lord before they got married. They didn't. I, I can guarantee don't you. Don't believe that. And so, you know, if, if you're hearing that or you're even convincing yourself of that, like, oh, I guess I'm not you know, woman enough to get this part of my plan or whatever. Maybe this, you know, God doesn't have this for me because I don't measure up in godly woman. That is not true. This is not a marriage is not a merit based gift. So just I'll get off my soapbox before I get too carried away. But another thing it doesn't mean is that your life is not, not going according to plan. Well, double negative. (laughs) Because you should be, quote unquote, doing something differently. And this kind of goes with what I was just saying. But, you know, we hear, oh, if you'll just get online. Oh, if you'll just do this. Oh, if you'll just. what We did a whole episode. We'll put that in the newsletter, too. About, you know, if you would just blank, you'd be married by now. Or you wouldn't be single anymore. Whatever the title was. 
And some of we asked y'all on Instagram, like, what are the things you've heard people tell you? Like, if you would just yeah. do this. And it was appalling. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was so discouraging. If you would smile more, if you would dress better, if you wear would, heels, wear heels, if you would lose weight, if yep. you would put yourself out there more, if you we went through this whole list and it's so easy I mean, we're girls. We're insecure enough. Well, and when married people are the ones telling you that, you're like, there's a part of you that goes, well, I guess they know. Yeah, because they figured it out. Exactly. But again, this is not a, hey, you've got to check 47 boxes and then God's like, oh, she finally got it. Here's your (laughs) husband. Like, get a few little, you know, the little Amazon Prime shippings. You don't have to wait too much longer. Like, no, it's not how this works. And y'all can see how much I'm waving my hands. Looks like I'm trying to land a plane. (laughs) Well, at the same time talking about, yeah, oh, she's arrived. Let's send her her husband. It's also not the flip side of God hasn't forgotten you. Mm. It's not that you've done all the things and... God missed it. Yeah. Like he hasn't forgotten. He's not unsure. It's just not what's best for you right this minute. Yeah. But he has no more forgotten you than he has anyone else in the past, which is zero. Yeah. So that's not what this is. Yeah. That's what um, one of my favorite quotes from Marion Jordan Ellis. She says, if marriage were God's best for me right now, then I'd be married. And so if I'm not married, that's not God's best for me right now. Yeah. And that goes for anything across the board. Like we said, this episode, you can apply to a lot of areas <laughs> of your life. If this job were God's best for you, you'd have it. If that city was the best place that God wanted you to live, you'd live there. The car, the yeah. school. Fill in the yeah. blank. The friend group, whatever. So he knows what's best. And I yes. have to preach that to myself <laughs> as much as I have to say it on here. Or if not more so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then the last thing, though, is... It doesn't mean that you're not blank enough, pretty enough, funny enough, skinny enough, witty enough, spiritual enough, mature enough, Mm -hmm. successful enough. I mean, fill in the blank, literally, whatever it is, it does not mean you're not any of that enough. Kind of going back to what you're talking about. Everyone who's gotten married has not achieved full contentment in the Lord. It's the same thing with this. It, it's not a matter of, oh, just getting to these certain levels in all of these categories, and then there will be someone. Well, and one thing I would like to remind all of us <laughs> is that we don't achieve anything perfectly while we're on this earth. Very good point. Sanctification is a lifelong process, and you do not reach glorification until you are in heaven in eternity with the Lord. Yeah. And you are, you know, made new, and you get your new body, and you're living in, you know where there are no tears and there is no sorrow and it's perfect and everything. Yeah. As long as you are on this earth, you could be married for 80 years. You're still not going to be content. Like it's just not how it works. Like we will not achieve perfect anything while we're here. That's part of being sinful, broken human beings. And so, I mean, without Jesus, you're never going to be enough of anything Mm -hmm. in your own strength. Like the only reason you are enough is because of him and because of, his grace and mercy that he showered on us when he died on the cross so that we could have a relationship with him. Like that is it. And it breaks my heart and infuriates me all at the same time (laughs) that we have boiled this down, particularly talking about marriage too. If you would just be blank enough, you'd get this. Yeah. It's just an, I get that that's how like the world works. If you work hard enough, you'll get the promotion. If you practice hard enough, you'll get really good at your sport. If you, you know, study hard enough, you're going to get good grades. Uh-huh. 
God doesn't work that way. That's why it's so different. That's why Christianity is so different from every other religion because every other religion is based on your works and you being enough. And we don't have to be. Thank Jesus. We don't have to be. Yeah. And so, I mean, you can ultimately really just boil this down to the gospel if you really wanted to just simplify it, but then also like blow it up all at the same time. (laughs) But just remember that like this is not, nothing about this is merit based. And just because your life isn't going the way you thought it would doesn't mean you're being punished or you should be doing something differently. Your God is like, oh, Kristen, who now? Which one is she? Let me go through my roster here. (laughs) Like that's just, that's not how it works. So I know in your toughest moments of struggle, this is where our brains default to, but just wanted to give y'all that little reminder of like <laughs> the little wake up call we all need every now and then of like, Hey, you know what? Let's, let's be reminded of what, what's true here and what's not. So the last thing we're going to do here is, and we've done this. Y'all know we talk about like the difference between what we feel and what is true when it comes to how we think about dating, how we process life in general, really. So we're going to talk about what it may feel like when life doesn't go according to plan. And then we're going to end with what is really true when life doesn't go according to plan. We're going to break down each of these feelings by giving you scripture to combat that feeling. And then we'll give y'all, especially if you're driving, because I know a lot of y'all listen in the car. (laughs) We're going to list all these verses in the newsletters if you want to go back um, and get all of these written out you can if you're subscribed which make sure to do that in our instagram bio if you're not already but shameless plug (laughs) but that's how we're gonna end it so i'm just gonna rattle these off these feelings you may be feeling if life hasn't gone according to plan for you so you may be feeling lonely you may be feeling forgotten we just talked about that you may be feeling frustrated definitely you're probably feeling frustrated (laughs) if in nothing else you're frustrated uh you may feel like things are chaotic that your life is out of control because the plan just collapsed that's how i felt my freshman year of college (laughs) and then the last thing you may be feeling is uncertain which i'm convinced is one of the worst feelings on the planet (laughs) but that's because i'm a planner um and uncertainty bugs me to no end (laughs) but it's a lot that you may be feeling but the good news is we have scripture to tell us that we don't have to feel these things. We don't have to camp out here. We don't have to let these feelings convince us of what's not true yeah. because we have the ultimate truth in God's word. So Bethany's going to start. Yes. We're going to give y'all verses to help you combat each of these feelings if you're struggling with any or all of these. <laughs> um, and then, like I said, we'll put them in the newsletter um, for y'all tomorrow. So. Okay. Yeah. So what is true when you're feeling lonely? Remember Deuteronomy 31, six, it says, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread for it is the Lord, your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. So you may be feeling lonely, but you're not alone. God, God is with you. And this goes back to what we were saying earlier of, is that enough? Do you want that more than you want? Whatever anything else is but it doesn't change the truth of the matter that he has not left you. He has not forsaken you when you're one of his children. He is always with you. Mm, That's good. If you're feeling forgotten, I want y'all to remember James four, eight, which says draw near to God and he will draw near to you again. This is, you know, 
we're the ones that distance ourselves from God. He's always there. He's always with us. As believers, we have the Holy Spirit within us at all times. That's something you know, people I've been asked before, like, oh, wouldn't you have rather lived like when Jesus was on earth? I'm like, oh, there are a lot of reasons that yes, I would have. But the Holy Spirit hadn't come yet. And so Jesus was one person. Yeah. And not every believer was able to be around him at all the time. Whereas we have the Holy Spirit within us 24-7. And that's something that I think a lot of times we take for granted. But we have the presence of God with us at all times. And so we're not forgotten because he's right there. And all we need to do when we're feeling forgotten is to draw near to him. And he will make it known to us that he's with us. And he's near us. Yes. So then if you're feeling frustrated or life seems frustrating, whatever, whichever situation it may be, remember Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30, which has come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now one thing my pastor actually, he read this verse Oh, it's probably been three or four weeks ago, but he was talking about like the yoke is what was put on the ox or whatever animal to do work. So when it says my yoke is easy and my burden is light, it's like work is not easy. Like it's kind of, it's a little bit of an oxymoron almost, but what he's saying is like, come to the Lord, take his work upon you, like following him. That is, it's easy. And it will give you rest for your soul by working to follow the Lord and to live according to his purpose and live according to his plan. That is where you get rest. And when you're frustrated and things are not going how you wanted them to, most likely you're not taking that yoke upon you and working toward following the Lord. Because that work is easy and that burden is light and that's where you get rest for your soul. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that's good after all of these. (laughs) All right. If you are feeling like life is chaotic and it's out of control, all my fellow control freaks out there, (laughs) we are going to look at Isaiah chapter 43 verses one through three, which says, fear not for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned. And the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I always think of um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego whenever I read this Mm -hmm. verse. And I was listening to a podcast about that uh, passage the other day. And to think about like you're about to be thrown in a furnace and they're like, the Lord will save us. But even if he doesn't Mm -hmm. and to think like, if we had that mentality with our plans, with our ideas, like I know the Lord is going to come through, but even if he doesn't come through the way I think Uh he will, even if he doesn't come through the way I would like him to, even if this isn't in my mind as good or as ideal as what I thought my plans were, he's still good and he still knows what's best and he is still the Lord and he is still sovereign. Like to have, you're going to get so much peace from resting in that statement and peace is exactly what you need when Mm -hmm. life does feel chaotic and out of control. Well, and one thing I with these verses when I was thinking about what to pick to go with this one. One thing that I like about this is it doesn't say 
I will keep you from having to go through the waters and the, the rivers and the fire. It says when you pass through them, when you walk through the fire, those things are going to happen. But when you do, I will be with you. I have redeemed you. Don't be afraid. You're mine. Mm-hmm. And so when your life feels chaotic and out of control, remember, you're not walking through that chaos alone. You're not walking through that. The Lord is with you. You have no reason to fear you're not alone in that. You're going to go through adversity in life, but he will be with you and hone in on that and focus in on that. And the chaos of the world will tend to fall away. That's good. Again, that's good. <laughs> I need a new phrase. <laughs> All right, last one. Bethany. Okay, last one. When you're feeling uncertain or your life is feeling uncertain because you know you had this plan and everything was planned out and then it didn't go how you planned it, suddenly all of life just feels very unsure, uncertain, not clear. And like Kristen said, it's a horrible feeling. (laughs) So when you may find yourself in that place, remember Colossians 3 uh, verses 1 to 4, which says, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. First of all, there's nothing uncertain about anything that was said in those verses. Mm -hmm. It is very set in stone. This is what's going to happen. But what are you supposed to do? Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. When your life is feeling uncertain, or even going back up when it's feeling chaotic and out, of, and out of control or you're feeling frustrated or you're feeling lonely or any other host of feelings you may have because your life has not followed this perfect plan you had for your life. I can almost guarantee you that you have ceased setting your mind on things above. The things of the earth have crept in and that has taken your focus and that's why you're feeling whatever that thing is. That's the root of the problem is you need to take your focus off of the things of this earth, which these days can be all sorts of depressing. (laughs) Uh, And set your mind on the things above those things that aren't uncertain, that aren't unsure, which are that we died and our life is hidden with Christ. He is our life. And when he appears, then we will appear with him in glory. He is sitting at the right hand of the father right now, interceding for us. Those things are sure. And when you're focused on that and you're following him, all of these other things will fade away because that is your ultimate desire when you're focused on that. Amen. (laughs) And that's where we're calling it. Perfect. That's a good place to end. We hope that this has been encouraging for y'all. I know I need this reminder personally. Me too. Yes. I was like, okay. Good. Good to know. Got it. Lord, thank (laughs) you for the little pick me up. I needed that. No, we hope this has been helpful. And as always, you know, if you guys are enjoying our episodes or this episode in general, we would love for you to tell a friend about us. That is what we attribute our uh, success of this podcast is to word of mouth because we haven't really done any other marketing. So that's the only way we can figure out that people have found us. So if you would tell a friend about us, we would absolutely love it. And then be sure and check back next week where, like we said, the episode is going to kind of go into conjunction conjunction <laughs> with this one where we talk about what are you waiting for? So stay tuned for that. But until then, I'm Kristen and I'm Bethany and this is Looking for the Middle.